Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. I want to talk about the day my big brother died. Um, so let me read a verse. That's the best place to start. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 to 8. Do you mind to stand for the reading of the word out of respect for it? I'll have a couple other verses down through here, but well, let's get through this just to begin with, okay? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 8. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once of, of whom the greater part remain unto this present but some are fallen asleep after that he was seen of James then of all the apostles. And last, oh, verse 8, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. Now, you may be seated. Thank the Lord for his word. Notice, after the resurrection, of course, after the time in the garden when uh, there was the encounter with Mary, uh, Jesus showed himself alive uh, on at least five different occasions that this mentions, okay, in, in our, verse, our scripture reading, five different times. Notice, after his resurrection, he appeared to Cephas, which was Peter, okay? Now, we know why he had to go to Peter. Peter always needed uplifting. <laughs> That's why we come to church. <laughs> Because we have a lot of Peter's characteristics, okay? We always need uplifting. All right, so one time he appeared to Peter, and then it says he appeared to the 12, which were the disciples. Uh, of course, that was not counting Judas. He was already gone. And then it says he appeared to 500 plus at once. Okay? And then he appeared to James, then all of the apostles, and... To Paul, who was Saul when he first appeared to him, that was on the road to Damascus. That's where this scripture setting has us. Now I was wondering, three of these appearances were to individuals. Two of them, uh, well, three of them were, uh, one was to the 12, one was to the 500 plus, and one was to all of the apostles. But three were individuals. I told you why he probably appeared to Peter. He was going to preach the first message on the day of Pentecost. And we know why he appeared to Saul or Paul because he was going the wrong direction and he was going to be the author of over half of the New Testament. So we understand those things, but, but what about James? He appeared to James. And that's the thing that kind of got me uh, curious a little bit. Uh, how many here have a brother? Many people do. How many have a brother that's older than you? Oh, 
so you don't have to listen. <laughs> I have a brother that's 13 or 14 months older than me. I mean, he's been my brother all of my life. I've not been his brother all of his life, but he's had to put up with me. Now, growing up, we were very, very close. We really were. Growing up in the same home, and, and uh, I always looked up to him because he was my older brother. You know, the older brother has already tried a few things. He knows what you can get by with and what you can't. You know, so you learn. It, it's kind of automatic. And, and I remember I was scared to death to go to kindergarten. It really was. I mean, I, I liked the idea, but I had never really gone off. And so I remember, now this is, this is something that's fresh in my mind since I was preparing for this. It, it really came back with a force. I remember the night before that I stayed up and my brother and I talked. And I told him about my nervousness, and he was encouraging me and said, it's going to be okay. And, and I got up the next morning, I was still nervous about going because it was two blocks that I had to walk to school. He said, don't worry. He said, I'll walk with you. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> and, and then, better than that, you won't believe this, but my brother, who'd already been there, he, he told me he'd been to kindergarten. He handed me his pink elephant eraser. He said, here, take my pink elephant eraser with you to school. This is back when we used pencils and stuff, not computers. I had his pink elephant eraser. He walked me to school and I was holding it. I was so proud. It's my big brother. <laughs> we got to the doors and he, he helped me to find the class. He did. He helped me find the class. And I remember sitting there at that little desk and I put my pink elephant eraser right there on the desk. It was a great day. We got through the day. And on the way out, of course, I picked up my pink elephant, my brother's pink elephant eraser. And I walked out the door, and another kid in our class hit me in the stomach and took the pink elephant eraser. I began to cry. I did. Uh, not from being hit, but that was my brother's. And I remember coming out, and my brother was waiting on me, and he saw I was crying. He said, well, Roger, what's the matter? I told him. Kid hit me and took your pink elephant eraser, and I was afraid he was going to hit me. And he put his arm around me and says, that's all right. He said, you're okay, and we can always get another eraser. Wow, that really helped me. You, you didn't know it was this kind of a message, did you? <laughs> See, it's his fault. Right there, right there, it's his fault. Yeah, that, that's a little bit about this guy you're looking at. Did you know that James, I, I mentioned James from here. James had a brother. He had several brothers, but his oldest brother was named Jesus. 
his oldest brother was named Jesus. And just from my experience of having an older brother, I know what confidence and how you look up to them and how you trust them. I'm sure that the uh, situation could have been similar in the carpenter's home. You see, they, they both grew up in a carpenter's home. And as the, as the system was back then, the oldest son began to take up the father's business. And all of the boys did, actually. So I can see them working together in the carpenter shop. And, and James is always looking at Jesus and seeing how to do it. You know, when his dad couldn't show him, he'd look to Jesus because that was his big brother. And, and there's a, a certain connection and a tie between the younger and the older brother. Now, even today, my brother and I, we're still close, not as close as when we were growing up, but if I have a need, I can call him, and if he can help me, he'll do it. Of course, now it's usually the other way around, but that's how it is. There's that close tie, and, and that's my big brother, okay? And James had one. And that's, that's where this story goes today, if you don't mind me kind of doing it through a storytelling style of message. Uh, you got to hear good preaching earlier, and so we'll do this one now. It, it could have been one day in the carpenter shop when James came in late and Jesus was there by himself. And, and, and when James stepped up and, and Jesus was standing over there, he was looking out the window and James was probably wondering why he wasn't working, and, and he said, hey, Jesus, what are you doing? And he was looking out the window, and, and when Jesus turned, James saw a tear running down his face, and he said, what's the matter, Jesus? He said, it's the people. Look at the people. I don't know that this happened, but I can just imagine it in my mind that there was this kind of a relationship between the two brothers. You see, because he looked up to his brother, he trusted his brother, yeah, and, and, then, and then there was the time when, when Jesus, after they got a little older and dad was gone and Jesus was basically supposed to be in charge of the carpenter shop, when he turned to James and said, James, I'm leaving. What? He said, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start traveling throughout our nation and I'm going to start teaching. He said, well, you're a carpenter. What, what are you talking about? He says, no. He said, this is what I've got to do. And, and James couldn't believe it. You're going to abandon us? You're going to abandon mom and the brothers and our sisters? You're going to do that? And he said, yeah, it's, I mandated. I've got to do that. And, and so Jesus walks out, and James is upset. What are you leaving us for? What's this all about? I don't understand what's going on. And, and, and there's a lot of things that were going to transpire that was difficult for James. And let me tell you, there's going to be some things in your life that's going to be difficult and you're not going to be able to understand and it will be hard to explain. Okay? It happens like that. But James still had the big brother. Even though he was confused and didn't understand one day. Maybe one day when James was in the carpenter shop, somebody come by and says, Hey, did you hear about your brother? And he said, No, what, what about him? He said, We were in the temple the other day. Yeah, yeah, in the temple. And Jesus was there. Yeah, he was in the temple. And you wouldn't believe what he did. There was a man in the temple who had a withered hand. Jesus told that man to stand up right in front of everybody. Jesus did that. I don't know what's getting into him. 
this is James. I don't know. Sometimes he does some things I don't quite understand. Yeah, everybody was shocked to see what was happening, that he made that man stand up right in front of everybody. How embarrassing. And James said, I'm so sorry for my brother. And he said, but you won't believe what happened next. Jesus told him to just stretch his hand, and the man did that, and he was healed, completely whole. <laughs> James said, yeah, that's my big brother. That's my brother. That's my big brother. He takes care of things. He does. He, yeah, and it's confusing in the mind of James. It's confusing. One time he's up with his brother. One time he's down with his brother because he doesn't quite understand. He doesn't quite understand. Now, there, there was the time when Jesus was teaching. Mary, Mary came and got the kids said, hey, hey, let's, let's go hear your brother. And so they went to where Jesus was teaching and, and they couldn't get in the building because it was so crowded and they were standing out and somebody come up and told Jesus, hey Jesus, your mother and your brothers are out there. They're come to see you. And Jesus said, who is my mother and my brother? Only those that do the will of God. And he just almost seemed to ignore them. And so James walks away. I don't understand him. What in the world is going on with my brother? Yeah, I don't understand. And then somebody else came by. Hey, did you hear about the lame man? What about him? Your brother healed him. That's my brother. That's my big brother. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Listen to me. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Nobody is exempt from ups and downs. Yeah. Well, one day, James may have been in the carpenter shop, and Jesus came by, and it was just the two of them. He said, you know, James, we've been pretty close. He said, yeah, but Jesus, I don't quite understand you. I really don't. And he said, well, he said, I've got to tell you something. It's going to be hard for you to take, but he said, uh, they're going to capture me and they're going to kill me. I'm going to be crucified. James says, oh, Jesus, don't be like that. I heard about the time they came after you and you just disappeared out of the midst. He said, no, no, this is true, James. It's, it's going to happen. I'm going to be put on a cross. But don't you worry, James. Everything's going to be all right. I'm going to come back. I don't understand you, Jesus. What are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense. I've seen other people crucified and they're dead. He said, yeah, I will be, I'll be dead. But he said, I don't want you to, you're my brother. I want you to understand some things about me. And, and, and here we have Jesus walking out of the, and James starts crying. He doesn't understand. What am I going to do? It, I don't understand any of this. Oh, wow. Then, then the, the soldiers came a few days later. The news came to the shop. They've taken Jesus. They've beaten him. Put a crown on his head of thorns. Bloody, pulpy mess. And they put him on a cross and nailed him and he died. And they put him in a tomb. And James is pretty forlorn. And then somebody comes a few days later and says, guess what? They went to the tomb and your brother's not in there anymore. The body's gone. And he's, 
still confused. I don't know what's going, what's going to happen. How's all of this? I don't understand. Yeah, that's what happens. But then we read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You see, we understand why he appeared to Peter. We know why he appeared to Paul. But it says specifically that he went by to see James. He went by to see James. Oh, there's something about a big brother. There's something about a big brother that can help you in your confusion. There's something about a big brother that seems to make everything all right. Yeah, there really is. And so he goes and he speaks to James personally, one-on-one. And, and I know there's religions that claim Peter as the first pope. Others like to say Paul was, but that's not really what it is. When you read your Bible, James became the leader of the church, the first church. It was James who became the leader of the church. It wasn't Peter. Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Yeah, the first message. Paul wrote half of the New Testament. Yes, they were very important figures. But both of those men deferred to James. Read Galatians. Read Philippians. Both of those men, when they had situations arise in their ministry and in their life, they deferred to James. Read Acts 15, when the church council first took place. It was James that made the decision after everybody gave their reports. Oh, there's a reason that he had a big brother. Because the big brother helped him through it all. Hallelujah. Now, I want to help you out here just a moment. I did all of that just for this verse. You ready? In Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 11, says, For both he that sanctifieth. Now, who is the one that is sanctifies? Who sanctifies? Jesus. Jesus is the one who sanctifies, right? It says, Both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified. Who are the ones that are sanctified? Us. Yeah, we are the ones that are sanctified. And then it goes on. Uh, they're all of one for which cause he, Jesus, is not ashamed to call you his brother. James is not the only one with a big brother. We have a big brother. We have a big brother. And Jesus is my big brother. So when things happen in my life, like losing my pink elephant eraser, the big brother comes along. He puts his arm around me. It's going to be all right. You're going to make it. Things are going to be okay. It'll smooth out. Just trust your big brother. Hallelujah. Now, if you're having trouble accepting that Jesus died for you, that's when we would refer back to the first three verses of our scripture reading. Okay, those first verses say it so succinctly that Christ died for our sins. He died for my sins. He died for your sins. That Christ was buried. He rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. That's my big brother. 
You see, I should have died for my sins. But my big brother stepped in. He said, I'll take the price for him. I'll pay the price for him. I'll pay the price for him. And so my big brother went to the cross so that I could be saved. And so that you could be saved. That's my big brother. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. So if you're having difficulty accepting this, please know that Jesus will come to you just like he did to James in a very personal way. <laughs> He'll do that. I said he will do that just like when he resurrected from the dead. He went to Peter and he went to the 12 and he went to the 500. He went to the apostles and he went to Paul. But he went to James because he was his big brother. And I want to tell you today that he will come to you in a very personal way. If you will recognize, and if I will recognize that I am a sinner, and that you are a sinner, you see, the reason that kid hit me in the stomach because I was kind of boastful about that pink elephant eraser. I was the only one in class prepared. And I let everybody know. See, I had some faults. But even with the faults, my big brother came by it's going to be all right. We'll take care of it. So if you'll recognize that you have some faults, that you have some different, you have some wrongs, you know, if you'll recognize that and ask God to forgive you of it. That's called repentance. It's called repentance. If you will repent, God will come by and say, yeah, I understand. We'll put his arm around you and he'll say it's going to be all right. And then if you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, he's going to remove every sin that you've ever committed. He'll remove it. He'll throw it away. It will not be credited to your account anymore. And when I said he'll come to you in a very personal way, he will fill you with his spirit. You'll speak in a language you've never learned as a sign that he has come in. That's just the gospel. That's how it started there. Like Jesus died, we repent. He was buried. We are buried in water. He, was, he came out of the grave. We are filled with his spirit. Those are all things. Now, in the day that we are living in, we really need a big brother to stand by us. We, we've heard about it already, some today. The war in Israel. The war that continues into Ukraine. I heard a newscast this morning that uh, somebody... From somebody here in the government was talking about how that Australia was funding the 
Hamas. I don't know about any of that. I, the more you listen, the more confused you get. Isn't that true? Well, you ought to be in our politics. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Oh, hallelujah. You can really boggle your brain. But I remember James was confused too. Remember James was confused? He had his ups and his downs. I remember that happened to James. And so if I'm living in today when all this stuff is happening and I can't quite get my head around it and can't grasp it, when, when all of it's happening today, I just need a big brother. That's all I need is a big brother because my big brother understands. He's already been through it all. He went there first and he knows. And so if I can trust him, amen, the threat of global terrorism I know you wanted to just hear good things. But there's a threat of global terrorism. Government referendums. Well, that, that's pertinent. In the midst of all of that, I've got a big brother. And I can be steady in our world today. I can. And so one more verse, if you'll stand with me. Jesus encourages us not to fear the future because he is by our side. We can trust him to care for us. Matthew 28 and verse 20, Jesus speaking. He says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So, my natural brother has not died yet, but my big brother did. He died on the cross so that I can live in our world today and I can be successful and I don't have to stress out. I don't have to because he understands it all and he'll come by and visit with me personally. Would you raise your hands with me right now? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being my big brother. Jesus, I perceive there's people here that really need you to come by their side and for you to put your arm around them. So if you would like today for Jesus to come right up beside you and let you know that he is on your side, would you just step out and come down around the front and say, let's enjoy a little time in the presence of the Lord because he is here.
supply your need. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, there's some more. I know. I, as I was preaching, I have that terrible habit of looking at the people I'm preaching to. I can kind of sense who God's been speaking to. Would you allow his presence to just help you? Come on up and get what God has for you. Come on. Come on. He said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. God bless you. Pastor Harvey. Hallelujah. We've heard from the Lord. This altar is open. Why don't you reach out to the Lord? Jesus said, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. You take a step of faith closer to God, and he will come to you. If you have a need today, you need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This altar is open. As ministers and leaders are here to pray together with you. This is a house of prayer. Let our big brother come. Let him fill us. Let him, uh, his arms, let his arms around us to embrace us. Let the love of God just saturate us here today. Hallelujah. Let's reach out to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ministers and leaders, ministers' wives and leaders' wives, come and pray for those of you.